Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to Get Em Onside. And I'm finding it very, very hard to get both these blokes inside. Uh, if it's not Sean, it's Dan. I just can't get you blokes here together. Round 11, get them onside. You are here, Sean the Trader. I'm here. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I had an excuse. What's Dan's excuse apart from just gallivanting around? Where are you? Where well, we're like, we're like the Broncos, right? So we've, we've had to shift our halfback to 5'8 for the day. He is our fearless leader normally, but he's up there uh, gallivanting up on the Gold Coast. Dan, you've moved to 5'8 for this edition. How are you, mate? I'm a better ball runner than passer anyway. Hello, everybody. I mean, how dare you, Sean? I mean, the height of you, you've missed about 10 of these shows at least. I get three days holiday during this whole period, right? Three mm. days holiday, and I still had the, had the, the wherewithal to bring my laptop and uh, my, mic, my fancy microphone. I forgot headphones. I had to go down to Woolies and buy headphones. But, I mean, I mean the, the audacity to, to, to put ourselves... Uh, that's a bad hosting start from you, Joel. To put us in the same bracket like this. I mean, mm. I'm I'm out here early yeah. on a month on a Wednesday morning. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, having a great time on the Gold Coast, um, but but making sure I set my alarm. And why wouldn't I? I mean, <laughs> where are these scores? I mean, remember we used to do scores every week, yeah. and I would have to embarrass myself. What happened to those? Because every <laughs> now I'm killing you, blokes, and we've never we have not had total scores all season. Give us a round the grounds, Dan. Uh, well, I've got here... Um, a Joel, we actually went pretty evenly last week, so Joel got four. Sean, I've got you at five, and I've got me at five. But that's another winning week from the so-called fearless leader. Uh, so... It's Just, humble, you know, as humble as ever. It's th- good to say nothing's changed all here on the Gold Coast. Well, you've got to... Listen, I've had two very bad years on the punt here, so you've got to... You've got to. I'm no Lizzie Gels here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna absolutely, <laughs> absolutely just bask in the glory of having a decent, decent year. Now, typically you uh, go to bed late anyway, Dan. Uh, you're up yes. on the Gold Coast. You're up there just uh, free spiriting along. You have got a couple of your, your mates up there. Yes. How much sleep? Tell us. Can I have a crack at seeing the line? Can I? What's uh, the unders and overs? I, I, I think it. I think it's about four and a half last night. Yeah, I'll take unders. Last Under- night. Ah, uh, okay. Geez, I'll tell you what, that is a sports bet line because that's right on the button. That's about right. I actually went to bed last night at about 3.30 and 9 o'clock is when I, the alarm went off. So that is uh, – that's five and a half. No, oh, it's be wow. over. Ah, wow. The problem is – see, the problem is it's uh, the, these beautiful apartments have um, uh, these uh, – the, the thick black curtains that you get in the hotel room. So the sleep has been very, very late. There hasn't been much sunlight seen. Uh, on this trip, and there's a punting emporium, like literally across the road, Fat Freddy's, which is open <laughs> at 5 a.m. So, a punting it's, emporium. It's a, it, Get me involved. Uh, yes. In that. Well, the casino is literally 300 meters down the road, but if that's too far a journey, Fat Freddy's, beautiful pub. What's, I don't know how they can. Af- what's the atmosphere like up on the on the Gold Coast with all with everything that's going on in the world? Is it a bit tamer than usual? Obviously, they're, they're, there's not lunatics from. Well, certainly not Victoria up there, but is it is it is it firing? Wouldn't wouldn't know. It was on, to be honest. Honestly, <laughs> all the shops are open. Uh, it's it's. I mean, we're at Broadie, so uh, it's not quite okay. surface and the uh, the young lunatics there. But um, no, honestly, it seems absolutely normal. And it's funny um, the atmosphere here. All the people here want to say is, you bring up Palaszczuk, and they're going. Yeah, we hated her when she wouldn't when she stuffed up our businesses, but now we wanted to keep the the borders closed. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I keep it very quiet that I'm from filthy New South Wales. Hey, I mean, Sean, you got no you got no <laughs> chance of getting up here, Sean, no, mate, mate. And you got to go through a border check every time. So we went down to the um, Seagulls Club, which is literally tweeted. Literally, you got every time in and out. You got a border pass, border pass. Very diligent up here. Mm. Uh, Dan, um, the Nook at Broadbeach. Uh, listen, loyal listener, the worker. The worker, yeah. yeah. So he'd be just down the road. Look for the Nook Cafe. Go and see okay. the worker. And just he, he loves this um, this little podcast. Uh, Rightio, uh, big headlines in sport, boys. What's the, the number one headline? And there's plenty that's there grabbed is. your attention this week. Yeah, there's a lot going on at the moment. Probably for me, being a Bulldog supporter is the... Well, I don't think it's uh, pen to paper yet, or is it? I'm not sure. Uh, Barrett to the to the Bulldogs for 
for three years. I just can't see that ending. What did Top Rope Tedeschi say? Yeah, Top Rope. Big <laughs> big fan of the show. He's on another podcast, but we'll forgive him for that. But he's, yeah. a, he's a very funny man. Bulldog's tragic. <laughs> if you don't follow him on Twitter, get get a hold of him, Nick Tedeschi, because it's it's quality content. He said, uh, this is yesterday, the only good thing about... The only good thing about today is that the fact that we're four hours closer to Trent Barrett's horrible brutal. tenure at Belmore being over. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> brutal. Hey, Dan, think about this, right? Start of the year. So we go into COVID and we've had two rounds and the Brisbane Broncos at that stage, well back to win the premiership. They're two from two. Absolutely flying. The Cowboys are one from two. One of those losses was to the Broncos. Mm. The Gold mm. Coast Titans have had two games and they've been lapped in both those games. Mm. Of those three coaches... One survives, and it's the one who got lapped twice in the first two. That, for me, is the biggest story. You can't believe that, can you? Mm. I I, I want to... I've never done this, but incorporate my biggest story with my Bambi. I I have another Bambi. Don't panic, everybody. But the media campaign that Paul Green has run has been exquisite. For the 36 hours since he got punted, um, it's, oh, what a class act. Uh, oh, my goodness, uh, th- that's leadership. That's the way to do it. I mean, a- and it is. But what he has done over the last 36 hours was a job interview. Yep. Okay. Okay. He gets sacked. He did the right. He did a great thing, actually, by staying for one more game and for the right reasons to steer the kids through. And So he's got the narrative very nice and, and went on 360, went on 100% footy, did all the newspaper interviews. All you coaches out there who listen to uh, get them on side, even you local park coaches that might get the punt one day, this is how you get sacked. This is the way you handle it because <laughs> everything he's done, Paul Green, has been a job interview for the next one because all the other clubs, your Brisbane's, your Cronulla's, perhaps your Canterbury's would go, oh, well, geez, isn't this a breath of fresh air? We could have a coach and if it doesn't work out, look how, look how nicey-nice it is. But let's be honest, it's been a failure for two and a half years. Yeah, They haven't done, except for one finals run at the end of uh, 2017, mm. it's been a pretty underwhelming couple of years. I mean, he's forever a legend in North Queensland and deserves to get a job somewhere else at some point. But, boy, you can turn the media around easily. If you're just nice to them and play ball, sometimes they'll actually give you... Perhaps more of a break than you deserve. Right, I will keep that BB gun. Go get the big ammunition because Bambi's <laughs> coming in a moment. But before we do that, boys, uh, I will say this: think about coaching. Two years ago, two years ago to the day, there are only five of the sixteen coaches in their same roles: <laughs> Bellamy, Stewart, uh, Brad Arthur, Robinson, and Mary McGregor. They're the only five. Righto, get them ready, boys. Here we go. Time for this. <laughs> All right, I'll kick them off. Now, when you leave rugby league, right, you being there as a player, you, you think you're very, very important when you're in rugby league. And what I've witnessed is that those who have spent the majority of their working lives in rugby league, they have this cocoon and thinking that they are so bloody important. Now, what I've been dealing with in the breakfast radio, you get it on SEN with the app, uh, is that, you just want to ask someone for an interview, right? And most clubs or half the clubs are quite accommodating. They know it's for the betterment of the sport. And they also recognise that a little interview midweek is going to have zero impact on a player's performance on the weekend. But some of these media managers, right, they think they are so important to the world. But little do they know that no one spends their life thinking about Oprah Winfrey. So no one's going to be spending their life thinking about you or your players and nor will it have any effect on their weekend game. Guys, realise, get yourself out of the bubble. Think a little bit bigger. You aren't that important, right? Your club is not that important. The fans just want to hear from it. You're not going to die from doing interviews. It shouldn't be that hard. And to make matters worse... You, you're in the business of media manager, right? So communication should be one of your fortes, right? Many of these media managers, you send them a note and they don't even reply. Like just the common courtesy. You are not saving the world. It's a little game called rugby league. The world is so far bigger. Pull your heads in. Are you with me, Dan? I am. And, and, and I've dealt with this for 20 years and, um, and, I suspect, in fact, I know many times when you go to a media manager with a request, he doesn't even go to the coach. No. He'll sit on it for half an hour, 45 minutes, and come back. 
I, and I'm talking like media managers that worked with, say, Des, headstrong, you know, coaches like a Des. Most of the time, the media manager doesn't even bother. It's like they don't want to... It's like they feel like they've only got a limited amount of, uh, of, of goes at the coach because they don't want to lose their job. They don't want to annoy him. I mean, it's piss weak. Um, and we, then we get told, if we're lucky, oh, sorry, that player or that coach is not available. Haven't even asked them. And, and that's uh, the media managers, the go-between, they, the, the, there's a couple that are very, very good, but generally they do more harm than good for us. But, God, it didn't take you long, Joel. You go, you're going to some old classic roots here. It was a good, uh, you know what I said? You know what I said, Dan? I said to one particular club, I said, you know what? I said, we are attempting to go through the right channels, which y- your mm. job is a media manager. You're not a media defender, right? So you're a media manager, and we are attempting to go through the right channels. But you know what? If you don't want to play ball... We'll go direct to your players who, in most cases, are most accommodating. But that's yes. the last thing the club wants. That's the last thing the coach wants. But if you're not going to do your job properly, well, then we'll, we'll find other ways you're to do it. You're going to name names? I want no, names. No, 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 no. I'm not going to name names. I wonder if that, I, I, I tell you what, if this don't change, I will name names. But I'm going to give these people the opportunity. Sean, uh, there was one I went after once on a Saturday morning. Um, He's actually a good guy, but uh, he just annoyed me this particular morning. They, th- their team had played the night before. I went, I went berserk because he'd let me down a couple of times in a row. Um, uh, the coach had heard and made sure that player had appeared immediately. Then I was told the media manager was in hospital at the time that I bagged him. So he may have had a genuine excuse. So at that point I thought, I'm going to get out of the business of bashing media managers publicly. Well, until today anyway. Righto, Shawnee. Get it ready. Here we go. All right. I want to to shoot the... uh, Those in the Australian mainstream media who think that anyone with half a brain cell even gives one shit about the (laughs) defamation case of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard or whatever her name is going on in the UK at the moment. Yeah. Every night on the news, I tune into the news looking for my little COVID update, a bit of sport at the back. And I'm, little I'm COVID up. update? The news is nothing but <laughs> COVID. Yeah. No, it's but a I'm scare up campaign. This absolute garbage about some law, defamation slip between two people I don't give a shit about. <laughs> Save it for the pages of the new idea, the Women's Weekly. No one gives a shit no. about that garbage. Not no one, Sean. Not no one. Yeah. Righto, ka-ching. Dan. Well, well, hang on. Look, uh, write a reply to Sean. Well, I think we we're all taken in by the story once we found out that the young lady had defecated in Johnny's bed. I think we all, our eyes were open to this story just a little more than you did. Gain, it, it, got, it got legs after that, didn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah great. <laughs> uh, okay, I've got two, and I'm going to go down an unprecedented route here. Firstly, anyone. <sighs> So, Joel, you pointed out anyone that does a my office for the day oh, yeah. is a bit of a tosser, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. You didn't like and the OIM. I'm now willing to, go, I'm willing to go a step further. Anyone, and it happens to people in our business, and I'm not speaking about anyone in particular here because <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember who has done it, but a number of people do this. If they're on television and in their internet, in their Twitter profile, one word, storyteller. Yeah. That were that is an absolute dick mo- storyteller. <laughs> Mate, no, you, you, no. Now, Joel. Yes, yes, storyteller. Joel. <laughs> Joel. Here now, we go. I went after you last week. So you know, I feel okay. Very bad you know what? This. I was going to do this, and my dad said, if one of the boys do not bring this up, he said, can you pass on a Bambi shooting for me? Right? Can you stop using your kids to get yourself in the paper? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that wasn't it. No, no, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Pax Kane. Hey, how many times have I seen the beautiful kids and here's Joel with a big smiling face doing some bullshit story for the Daily yeah, Telegraph? Yeah. I, I get a nice story. What you're doing is very nice. Uh, I'm not sure it was worth uh, a metropolitan newspaper story, but it was a lovely story. But again, you've been in the Australian, you've been in the Daily Telegraph. I'm sure you've been in the Sydney Morning Herald. I mean, just, I mean, this is John Benet Ramsey stuff. Just using your kids to get yourself out there. Oh, that's good, Dan. That is (laughs) Ramsey. Oh, that is very, very good. Um, Now let's get to your dad's complaint. Oh no, I thought you were going to say it then. So dad said. 
He said, mate, I heard Dan go off in your last week about your sugar shootout. So generally when people have a go at you, you should improve on things, right? He said, so you've moved it. He said, Dan's right. You should be doing the racing, but you stay in the NRL. And he said, you know what makes it worse? Not only do you stay in the NRL, you don't even give options that could possibly happen. He said there were three out of the eight games last week where no one could win. 31 plus. Yeah. <laughs> so so Davey Kane, a.k.a. Sugar's Par Dave, he was livid, right? Whack from the old man. That always yeah. hurts. Well, he as well. said, you know what? He said, he actually said, he said, I'm banning your competition for a week. So that's why I just turned the comp off. I said, you know what? We're having a spell to think about this. We will fire it up again for the spring. But, uh, yeah, David You've Leslie thrown the came. toys out of the cot. Yeah, I've thrown them out. I've thrown them <laughs> out. Uh, righty-o, boys. Now, you complained last week, Dan, about yes. Tri-July, the, the lack of celebrations. Well, I'll tell you what. You push the stone. Yeah, come through. It just starts to gather mm. momentum. Uh, here he is, the great man, the BJ uh, not BJ, oh, BJ Luciano. Dan, the big Luch. Luciano. Lu- yeah, Thank Luciano. And that was a great call, by the way, Dan. Uh, you said he was like a big fella in the under-8s. Uh, by <laughs> the way, what was it like yeah. calling that game with Kevy? Um, it was a fascinating thing in that um, I always wanted to talk about Billy, but Ke- Kevy, as you know, is very understated. Yep. And the the best two th- best things happened um, – it, one, the game was a blowout, so we could be indulgent. And then, two, Billy scored that try. So mm. we could actually afford to be um, indulgent about Billy. Um, and there was a moment where normally – well, you did TV for a while, Joel, commentary. And you mm. know that you sort of – if it was radio, I would have spent the whole game doing it. But you're sort of waiting for instructions that you're allowed to do it. In the end, I just sort of stuff it. <laughs> this is the story. It's, it's 32 yeah. nil or whatever. Yep. And Billy has just scored an unbelievable try, um, and then and and they liked it uh, evidently at Fox because then they put up a graphic, uh, you know, with the commentators, and it had uh, Kevin Walters, Billy's dad. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really glad, <laughs> you know, it was nice to make a judgment call that was the right yeah, one. Yeah. But what an understated man! I, I I think more of Kevy now than I did even before then, and I love Kevy, but just he want he was so proud, but he didn't want to make it about him. He didn't want to make it about. Um, um, a Billy, um, you know, but in the end, his pride was too much. So mm. it, it was fabulous to, to, to do that with Kevy. I've done a couple of games with Kevy, and he always steers away from Billy. But um, now that, that was that was that was fun. That was one thing. A I memorable forty-eight nil game. Yeah, when I listened <laughs> to the when I listened to the call, you, you kept on trying to get something out of him, but he's, he was so reserved. He almost went the yeah. other way, and he was he was deliberately trying to go the other way, not yeah. trying to draw himself into it. So. He always plays it yeah. down. Uh, they weren't playing it down at the Dragons, and well done, boys. We've yes, cracked well 50,000 to the men of league now. And uh, to seal the game, off he goes, uh, Corey Norman. And thankfully for Sportsbet, us and the rest of the world, he doesn't actually jump into the crowd, Dan. Can you imagine if Corey Norman <laughs> jumps into the crowd? Fans get all over him. Uh, his teammates get all over him and the Dragons are wiped out for two weeks. So boys, oh, if, yeah, so, I didn't even think of that. So, boys, please just keep these celebrations coming. Uh, Kalen Ponger and uh, Mitchell Pierce get quite intimate. That was Very fantastic. Very different, that one, yeah. Uh, but, boys, please just... Um, just stay in the, into the field, yeah. Sean Johnson, he breaks the duck. He hadn't scored a try. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, he, he swings the arms around. That yeah, was great. I'll, I'll, this is my this is one of my favourites here. This guy's the best player in the comp at the moment, is he? Nathan yeah, Cleary. Fine. Yeah, that's a good one. The yeah, six shooter. Yeah, love that one. But hang on, I'm, back to SJ. I'm going to shoot Bambi mid try July. So I know we're trying to get the boys around, but that gladiator move was that's a bit wankery, isn't it? Nah, come not up with in that. Oh, mate. Oh, We're trying to get a celebration going yeah. here. That's, and not, you're, a, that's not a... He was out bloody lining up the goal kick. He wasn't... It wasn't it's not a try Even celebration. better. Nah. All attention on him. Okay, boys, for the players who are yet to participate, if you need to get fired up, if you need to just... We'll recognise you next week. We will be lavish with praise. It'll be an abundance of praise. This is what you need to be doing, gentlemen. Footy is back. Yeah, that's worth a round of applause. Even the crowds are getting a look in. So to celebrate, Sportsbet is asking every NRL try scorer to celebrate with Try July. Oh, that's the spirit. Throw that in. If you're brave, ooh, very nice. For every try celebration in July, Sportsbet will donate 5K to the Men of League Foundation. We'll make it 10K if it's a doozy. Try July from Sportsbet. There you go, boys. It's very, very easy to do. Well done to those who have already participated. $50,000 goes to much-needed funds 
for the men of league. $5,000 per concerted effort there. There was some controversy around the UNA control. I actually didn't see the celebration, but boys, uh, it, it, I'm going to say this. If UNA can get one away, <laughs> and I mean try celebration uh, in the game coming up, <laughs> uh, $10,000. That's what we'll do there. So uh, I, I didn't see your one, Ewan, but there's $10,000 uh, if you can nail it this week. Hey, Righto, boys. Hey, Joel. Yes, Dan? I got breaking news. So this gives it away what time we're doing this podcast because the media release from Canterbury dropped two minutes ago at ten twenty nine a.m. Nick Kotrick has just signed a three year deal with the Bulldogs. Oh, so wow. what do we think of that, gents? Uh, it's a nice Love signing, it. but geez, they're spending a lot of money on a winger. It's yeah. a bit of cash. What is it? Yeah, I think it's one point one point eight over over three. I don't know if, if we can mm. if we can turn him into a, a fullback or I think he or a strike centre, which I think is that's what he wants to be. Either of those two, mm. it sounds like a pretty good deal to me. What do you, you think about done. the uh, Trent Barrett signing, boys? Well, you know what I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with top rope. <laughs> <laughs> Dan? I'm not convinced yet, but um, I'm also, again, Dean Pay gets the good bloke credit points because he was treated pretty badly and not given much chance. I mean, Craig Bellamy would have struggled with that lineup, but. Mm. Um, Let's see. Let, let, let's see. I'm, you know, grew up a Canterbury fan, and I hope they start. You know, we all want them to return to old-fashioned Canterbury values, whatever they are. Um, I'm not sure. You know, Trent can do much with this squad, but if he can, if he can build it up, then then let's have a look. He probably deserves a second go at coaching. Um, clearly, he's got something. Clearly, what he's done to Penrith. Penrith were a pretty insipid attacking team the last couple of years. Mm. Struggled with defence as well, but um, uh, let's have a look. The let's me- have a look. That's a very nothing answer, I know, but it's it's a wait and see approach. Rightio. So the man they call Pavarotti, Paul Green, he can hold on to a note for a long, <laughs> long time, Paul Green, and and he's got plenty of notes to hold on to. A million dollars he leaves as a payout. So if you don't mind, and, and look, if you're leaving with a million dollars, it's a fair little uh, redundancy package because he's probably going to pick up a job straight away. Mm. Uh, what do you boys mm. think? Does he pick up a job straight away? And what polo shirts he wearing? Well, I think he definitely does. But there's one. There's I think there's one less polo to pick from now. So all the all the chat is that he's already in discussions with the with the Broncos potentially at the moment. So that they've got to be the the front runner, don't they? With everything else that's going on there. Um, um, I can see yes that that would seem right, Sean. And uh, um, you know. Cronulla are basically doing what Cronulla do. They're sort of mid-table and, you know, sort of they're not embarrassing themselves. So I, I'm not sure John Morris's job is under as much pressure as it might have been two months ago. Remember all those reports? Paul Green would be a natural fit there because he's got history there. But I think he might be right. Everyone wants – isn't it funny? Everyone wants the Broncos job any time. It's, it's the best job yep. in rugby league. The, Bron- the resources, one-team town. And I think Paul Green – has the personality to handle... You have to have the personality to handle the Broncos. You have to wear a few. You have to know how to play media types. Um, and you have to have some runs on the board, which he does. So it's, it, um, it might that, be the, that would be a natural fit. It might be the best job when things are going well. But we've seen when things aren't going so well. And granted, this is unprecedented what we're seeing mm. at the moment. They're, they're awful at the moment. But when they're not going as well as what they... And we, we probably... We saw it with sort of when... Um, when Anthony Griffin was there as well, and the sort of on the just on the outskirts mm. of the eight, that's not good enough. So, when when things are going good, it is the best job in the world. You could be running the universe, but when it starts to go a little bit off track, then the the wolves come out very very quickly. It's like going to a big school. If you want it, you've got to be in the cool group. If you're not in with the old boys, you're toast. You're mm. absolutely toast. There's a lot of very vocal old boys in that club. Radio. Uh, a job that you don't want, if that's the most revered job that you do want, this is a job you don't want. The Toronto Wolfpack, be it a player, uh, be it a coach, it's been a shit sandwich, yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, so all the talk, boys, is, you know, what happens to those players? Josh McCrone's there, Ricky Latelli's there, Chase Stanley's there, Darcy Lussick, these are the former NRL players who are there. But Sonny Bill Williams is there. Do we see Sonny Bill Williams playing with an NRL team this year? And if so, who's it with? And if so... Do we expect to see Sonny Bill Williams uh, deliver at the heights we've always seen him? Well, no, I don't. I don't expect him to be in the NRL, and certainly not anywhere near the heights that we've that we've seen him. I've only seen bits and pieces of his um, of his short tenure over there, and he's far from the player that he used to be. How old is he now? Thirty-four. Uh, well, 35? 35. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I yeah, think it's he, probably back in the back in the ring for for Sonny get some money and that, and that'll be it. But if if he does come back, a, a team's going to pay far too much for him, and yeah. I don't think you're going to get the value out of him. Even even the off field stuff, I don't think it carries that sort but of. But when you anymore. say far too much money, because we're already halfway through the year, it's going to be prorated the deal. Like it's a dead set twelve week deal or something. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? I read today, was it Andrew Webster? I can't remember who wrote it. Uh, it might have been one of the telly guys that wrote it. Um, he would have to spend likely two weeks. He's going to have to go to New Zealand. That's 14 days quarantine. Then another 14 days quarantine in Australia. So he'd only be available for five weeks. I mean, that's and, mm. and I saw a couple of those Wolfpack games, and you could forgive the runs because he was just getting back in the league, but he was miles off the pace and his body was starting to let him down in rugby. I would have thought New Zealand rugby would have been the right fit. Um, I know the next World Cup's a fair way away, but um, that would seem more logical. And hasn't he always said, if I come back to the NRL, we might have said this publicly, but there's a feeling that he would only ever come back to the Roosters. So to me, it would be Roosters or bust. And... Boy, imagine if he signed with them. Wouldn't the rugby league world be delighted oh. for the Roosters if he did that? <laughs> They'd be tickled pink, wouldn't they, Dan? Speaking about money, and I think this is ridiculous. I really do. And good luck to the young man because, you know, it sets him up for life if he does the right thing with it. A 16-year-old getting paid a million dollars reportedly uh, or being offered that from the Wallabies. Look, when you think about it, right, $3 million to tie up a 16-year-old for three years... Look, who's to say he's hanging around when he's 19? Have they got $3 million? Well, that's that's the other thing. <laughs> that would be my question. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I, I also think, Dan, the, the, the money that South Sydney offered was ridiculous. 1.7 over mm. three years. Like, that's the sort of contract that the Knights signed Caelan Ponger on, who that was proved to be uh, under, you know, later on. But, you know what? He'd already proven himself in the NRL. This yeah. kid's 16. Yeah, at, although Nathan Brown was adamant, said this kid, the minute he turns 18, he goes straight into first grade. So he must be something. But um, we've seen a couple. Um, was it Faliga? Cronulla had signed yeah, for ridiculous Fliga. money. And, he, and there was another one with um, a hyphenated name that was the next big thing, and it just never happened. So yeah, I wouldn't be – if I was South, if I'm a South fan, I wouldn't be relieved that they didn't get Suali, but – I wouldn't be shattered either. Maybe you can keep Alex Johnston a local hero. But um, I was with Sean. How's rugby got this money? Mm. And it would be based on, um, I would imagine $3 million would be based on incentives. But essentially, he'd be guaranteed a Wallabies jersey pretty quickly, I would imagine. And you'd rack up enough tests and that would get you to your $3 million. But bloody hell, he must be something. Yeah, absolutely. Righto, Dan. Um I've, uh, we've come up with a new little segment here. So at the start of the year, executive scorer Jarv collated all our tips, right? And mm. they don't go missing here. We're very accountable here. So if it's good, bad or ugly, this is what we've done, Dan. And we've got some music here to, to accompany this. Good, bad or ugly. Ready? Can you hear it, Dan? What have we got here? Spaghetti Western. <laughs> yeah. It's just far enough away from the actual song to not breach copyright. (laughs) (laughs) Righto, let's start with this. This was the good, right? Here we go. The good so far in this year at the halfway point. Dan, your good was the Knights plus 10, more than 10 victories. So, no, no, no. This was, remember the handicap. Ah. So, this was, now I've got to check, and um, obviously we're only halfway through the comp, but those handicap teams pay about, I think it's $13 every team. Yes. And the Knights, well, the Knights are near the top, aren't they? Where, where are they, on 12, on 14? Yeah, they're so, uh, um, So I would say that was a good, um, and I'm rather pleased. There was another one, but it was like $1.50 or something. So let's say that that one I'm quite comfortable with. Uh, very good. So I've tipped Kyle Flanagan at fifty-one dollars. Yeah, it's the pick of the bunch, and you're He's, pretty. Uh, uh, you, every every time you say it, there's a little head wobble. It's very good. You, you've got a you've got a good record. I've got the advantage. I, I recognise the youngsters. I tipped the top mm. eight for Tigers because of Harry Grant. I tipped Xavier Coates for top try scorer, who would have yeah. been in the bloody mix if Seabold picked him at the start of the year. Mm. But Kyle Flanagan. Yeah, hang on. 
Fifty-one dollars. No, sorry, I was going to say yes. He he might end up being top try scorer for Brisbane, but he won't be top try scorer for the NRL. Sorry, Joe. No, nah, that's all right. And he's dollar fifty now, so just praying that he stays nice and healthy there. Shawnee boy, yes. you're good. <laughs> well, I had to go searching for some good. It was more the the bad, the bad, and the ugly, right. the uglier. Uh, Eels top yeah. four though. They've, I, I checked that market um, just as, as I was going through this um, little segment. They're they're very very short to make the top four now. Almost too short. So yeah. you might be able to get a little chop out there. But radio boys, let's whip. Through the bad, really. <laughs> I've got so many. Nice time we got, Dan. Yeah. Your first bad, Corey Oates. As you can see, there was my uh, was my tip for top try scorer in the NRL. He scored one try this year. <laughs> that is the definition of bad. Yeah, that, that that is bad. Cowboys top eight. I was certain this team were playing finals. Taumalolo, Morgan to come back. Uh, Valentine Holmes. Mm. This was the team, Essen Masters they had signed. Uh, Drinkwater was the flavour of the month yeah. at the nines. Gunslinger. Very bad. So I, I, I see your Cowboys top eight, Joel, <laughs> and, I, and I raise you. Good raise. <laughs> Warriors top eight. What yeah. in God's name was I thinking? Now, granted, it was, you're trying, we're trying to find Before value, so it's, it's about the price, and we didn't know they were going to be playing in Australia after a bloody global pandemic, but yeah. that is bad. Right, <laughs> let's bad. go. Let's go to ugly. That is bad. U G L Y. No need for an alibi. What have we done here, boys? Dan. Do you think the uh, Do you think the Sean bad has deliber- He's deliberately put the Warriors because it gives him the out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh well, I didn't know they were going to be. I've done the, I've done the same thing here, just quietly. By the way, by the way, um, those Warriors blokes didn't go home. That were supposed yes. to go home. What happened there? I've just, no. I, I haven't followed the news as closely as I normally would for the last couple of days, but I see Fusa tour, I yep. see Marmalore. They're in the team for this week. Yeah, this is their last game. Yeah, so, I asked the same thing. Yeah, I thought oh, last okay. week was their, was their last week as well, but no, yeah, who knows what's going on there. Yeah, so do they pick up uh, Toronto players? That's the question. Let's go to the ugly boys, the real, yes. real ugly. As I said, we don't hide well, from things here. We're accountable. Yeah. Well, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable in it. I'm having a good year, and yet we do segments which which bring out the rubbish that we're tipping. Well, if, <laughs> if Corey Oates' top try scorer was bad, Blake Ferguson has to be ugly. Blake Ferguson is duck on egg. duck egg. Mm, He's, duck egg. Can you believe that? Nah. He is on. How can how can a world class winger who's not actually he's having a decent season be on zero? That's unbelievable. I call Dan. conspiracy. But for him to be on zero in a champion side at the moment. Uh, he's a champion player, and it's not like he's played two or three games. Mm. He hasn't scored since August last year. He, he is getting close, since the finals last year, rather. Fergo, mm. that is ugly. I'll tell you what, mine's ugly because I had Corey Thompson <laughs> to be the Tigers' top try scorer. He, <laughs> <laughs> he's not even there. That is pretty ugly, I'll give you that. Sure. Uh, well, yeah. Oh. I, thought, I thought the Warriors' top eight was... was was bad, but this is really ugly. Broncos top four. Yeah. Worst season in their bloody history, and I've got them for the top four. So, wow. very ugly. Very ugly. Righto, boys. You can't carry your divots. Let's move on. This is a big, big game. We start with the Parramatta Eels taking on the West Tigers. All the story around Madison. To a lesser degree, Mitch Moses, who returns. Uh, starting with you, Dan, how are you playing this? Um... Before we get to the start, which is about eight and a half, it's a very difficult line, or it was overnight. I don't know if it's changed. What what do we read into the Ryan Madison stuff? I can't pick a side, to be honest. Um, I don't know what the West Tigers have done wrong in this situation. Ryan is coming across a little whingy. I mean, he got what he wanted. Um, Now, I'm told behind the scenes that the, the, that Maguire was asking him to play when he was injured. That, now, that was what I was told was the thing that broke them apart. But that's not what Ryan is saying. He's, I, I don't know what he's saying. He just, he just seems to be having a bit of a sook. Yeah, and, but... and, 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 and I just get the feeling we're not getting the real story, whatever it is. And by just constantly taking these little barbs, Ryan's not helping himself because he might be completely in the right. Yeah, but Dan, what, if you're completely in the right, why why is everything so confidential? It, it, it's yeah. no one's spoken about it. Um, it's an ugly thing, and I just get the sense that if Maguire loved beating Seabold last week, he he would love beating Madison. That's my read. What, what are you playing here, Dan? 
My initial temptation was Parramatta have always had the wood over the West's tie. Well, not always, but the last well, the la- last year, thirty to eighteen and fifty-one to six at yep. Bank West, but they were daytime games. I think Parramatta are in not a, a not a hole, but just a little gully at the moment. Mm. I can see them winning this game, but I can see the West's Tigers being very honest and hanging in there at least for a while and keeping it to eight. That eight and a half, if it holds, is crucial, and I'm going to take the Tigers. Yeah, well, you, it's right out of my playbook, right out of the script. Um, couldn't couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. I, initially, I thought I would be on, on Parramatta. They get yeah. Moses back huge, which they, their attack has been a little bit wayward the last few weeks with him out. Obviously, with him back in, he, he straightens that right up. So that's obviously a bonus. Fergie back um, and Madison as well. But um, I looked at the, the, the last few losses that West have had. They lost to South by eight. That was a very late cover. They were pretty bad in that game. Should have beat Penrith, the, the previous loss before that. A late um, Coruscant uh, line break, put that to seven. And then they lost to the Raiders by eight as well. So they hang in games when, the, when they lose. So... Um, Bankwest at night can't see a lot of points in here and there's also the added sort of flavour with the Madison stuff and Madge he can hold a grudge yeah. <laughs> he'll, yes. uh, he'll he'll be getting them up for this I, I, that eight and a half looks looks big enough to, to be on the plus yeah Hart says the Tigers boys head says the Eels for me Cowboys take on the Sea Eagles um, Adam Fanua Blake will play so he's had the exemption he can go up there and play Tommy Turbo well, there's reports that he's out for the year. There's reports that he's yeah. uh, out for a lot long, uh, mm. for back sooner, Dan. Um, I like what I saw last week with the Cowboys. Dejan Arzi and Ruben Cotter was great as well. Yeah. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think they can win head-to-head. Yeah, it's, this, is a, this is a tricky old game. Obviously, Manly were, were right up for that game um, last week. But they do get Fanua Blake back. He's a huge in obviously. And the, the Cowboys last week, they went off, I think the line almost jumped 20 or something in that game. Three and a half start, by the way, to the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, yeah. They almost went off 20-point underdogs last week. Granted, they were, they were really good. They showed up. And those, the, the three young guys that you, that you mentioned and the hammer at the fullback, you might, you might not have mentioned there, but he was, he was very good. But they couldn't have played much better than what they did. Mm. Still got beat by, by 12. So they're, they're a long way off the comp here. Um, it's in... Townsville, so I don't love backing away favourites, but it, it looks a little bit too skinny this one. So I'll be on, I'll be on Manly. Three and a half to me is the sort of you just pick the winner here, and um, you just hope that they can cover the line. It's not, it's not meaty enough that start to make me sway because I do think Manly are a better team and they will win. That was, um, that was the sort of game that will take it out of them. That was a real heart and soul game on Saturday night. I just think they're better than North Queensland. Um, I did, now, granted, I haven't seen this game yet. I'll watch a replay tomorrow. Um, and it sounds like this uh, Dejan Arce was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I, I've caught a lot of Cowboys this year. And, no, nah, not again. I, it's not much of a home ground advantage just because not many fans are allowed in. Um, I'll, I'll go with Manly. By the way, did we all just get a glimpse of that Melbourne Gold Coast game on the Sunshine Coast and it was jam-packed on that stadium. It was a great mm. sight. And we all, did we all think, oh, that's... Uh, I'm not sure that's allowed. That They all look a little close to each other there. Yeah, in Queensland, though. I'm OK with it. Shawnee boy. How, how good did it look, though, on the, on the oh, hill there? It great stadium. But they've got to own that up there, Dan, because they'll have many, many Storm supporters up there if they stay in that uh, rain. Uh, righto. Mm. Speaking of which, Storm taking on... Uh, the Broncos. This is just Jesus. a big, big game and a big, big start. 19 and a half. Broncos, $8. Now, Benny Rawlings, your stable mate, Shawnee, he sent through that... Brown the, Wings. Yeah, the biggest fo- uh, start he can find was the Gold Coast Titans taking on the Storm, 22 and a half, in, mm. a, in a game that had some meaning. 19 and a half. That's the start here. I'll get to a bigger start uh, a bit later, yeah. but... Look, Broncos take on the Melbourne Storm. They are the home side of the Broncos. No Jesse Bromwich. No Tui Kamakamitha. Question mark on Vinavalu. Stags back for the Broncos. They've made, they've shuffled the uh, the chairs on the, the Titanic in many ways. <laughs> Croft goes to 5'8". Deedon goes to halfback. Milf goes to fullback. Those spoken about largely this year has been Milf, Croft and Boyd. Dan, they all keep their spots. 
Uh, just very quickly, which way have you gone, Joel, for Manly North Queensland? Cowboys. Okay, and which way did you go for Parramatta Tigers? Eels. Okay, very good. All right, now, I found myself doing this for the, pretty much all the big starts this week. It's too much start. Yeah. 19 and a half is just too much. And I, if there's a team I don't want to be taking on, even with a start like that, it's Melbourne. Melbourne's last nine clashes with the Broncos at Suncorp, 40 to 4. 34 to 20, 42 to 12, 48 to 6, 15 8, 30 to 8. I could go on. They've won their last nine, most of them by th- uh, massive, massive margins. Um, I think they're better for Milford at fullback and Dearden at seven. I don't know how much better, but I'm just going on faith that Melbourne might get a little tired at the end. <laughs> I'll stick with. Uh, 19 and a half is too much. Going on faith Me with too. the Broncos. That's, yeah, it's a, it's a line you don't t- hear too often um, this year from the Broncos. I, I, I tend to agree. Seabold, he's thrown all the names up and they've landed it where they have. I don't think Croft with a different number on his back is going to change anything. He still can't tackle. Um, <laughs> having having oh. said that, uh, a little bit of weather around Friday night potentially up in Brisbane. So... Um, Slippery ball. I've got to be um, taking that big old start. Righto, boys. Want to whip through these last uh, five games. Warriors are getting 25 and a half start. Those players, uh, was it Parsi, Mamalo and Fusatua? They're heading home after this one. So 25 and a half start. I think that's also too big. Uh, no yep. Crichton for the Roosters. I've got the Warriors. Yeah, well, I'm praying for... <laughs> I'll be doing a rain dance this week. There is showers around um, most of most of New South Wales. Um, Angus Crichton joins that the, the long injury list of, of the Roosters now as well, So that which is it's huge now. They're far from uh, full strength, what they could be. The Warriors blokes that were going home aren't or didn't. They are next week. Do they turn up one more time? Who knows? But a little bit of rain around. I've got to take the, the points on offer. Warriors don't tend to put in two pathetic ones in a, in a row. Um, they were round six beaten 40 to 12 by South and then beaten 50 to six by Melbourne the week after. So that's a back-to-back. But I'd, I'd soon remember the Melbourne one got away from them right at the end. They were terrible against Cronulla. I think they're going to put in. This is going to be the final week, the last hurrah, and then I want to be on whoever's against them the week after. But too, too much start. But I'm not going against the Roosters either, so I won't be having a cracker on this game. But uh, for the purposes of these uh, points, give me the Warriors with, with 25 and a half. Yeah, that makes the three of us. For what it's worth, they've played three top uh, four teams. The average margin is 30. So if you, if you, want, if you want to do pick your own line, you can take 30, 30 and a half or thereabouts. Uh, righto, the Sharks taking on the Dragons. The Sharks, Dan, have a great advantage here of the home game being at Jubilee. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Dragons thumped the Sharks a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, and that's when the Dragons were in a hole and they came out and spanked them. That was at Campbelltown. I'm looking at these two lineups. I think the Dragons are just better. Me too. Um, so I'm, I'm going the Dragons with the comfort of, at this stage, two-point start. Yeah, no Nakora, no Fafita, no Moylan. I think they were all available in that clash last time they met. Mm. So I'm Dragons, Sean, uh, Dan's Dragons. Yeah, I'm with you boys as well. Um I think Dragons probably deserve to be slight favourites here, uh, really. I, I think it'll it'll probably go that way, jump closer to pick him maybe. So I'm, I'm on the Dragons, definitely. Uh, Raiders taking on the Bunnies. Uh, old field out. This young fellow, Valamay, comes into the side. Still no Latrell for the Bunnies. Campbell Graham, who we thought would be out, he's back into the side for South Sydney. The Jet, he's been grounded for what looks to be the rest of the year. The start, it is the middle of winter. And uh, it's like going to Lambeau Field, Green Bay Packers. It's freezing cold. Uh, the start is five and a half. I've got it marked seven and a half, so I'm going to take the Raiders with confidence, boys. Yeah, we saw South almost pinch that game um, late last week. So they can, when they want to look good, they, they really can look amazing. Um, Raiders, they were bang up for that game last week. So I'm expecting yes. a little bit of a little bit of a fallback um, from that. At, yeah, as you said, it's a it's a shocking place to go, but it's going to be freezing cold, potentially rain around as well. I, I just have, I, th- I think this could be a, a one or two point margin either way. I've got to take mm. it. I've got to take the start here. Um, last year I was at both games. Uh, South won in May, sixteen twelve, I think it was, and then Canberra won an epic prelim final, sixteen ten. The key is very very close. I want this. I'd love this start to get the six. Mm. That'd be very nice. But um, 
Uh, I think Canberra outplayed themselves last week against the Roosters. Like, I'm not sure they can... can they were phenomenal. Can they maintain that with the, the outs that they've got? I'm not sure they can. I'm going to take... I think Canberra will win, but South with the start. Yeah, I think a good bet here, boys, if, you, if you're looking for a bit of price. Uh, Papali to score any time. He scored in that epic semi-final you're talking about, Dan. He's played yeah. the Melbourne Storm, he scored. He's, he's played the Roosters, he scored. He loves what the his, big game. His try last week. Oh, yeah. It's got to be the, the slowest that any player has scored a try going in untouched from untouched. 10, 15 metres out. It was bizarre. He, he almost couldn't believe it. He, <laughs> he was sort of waddling over the line. He turned around. And, where, where is everyone? No one looked like... It was, a slow, as you, it was the slowest line break in history. <laughs> uh, rightio. So, um, you blokes are going south. So I'm going the Raiders there. Uh, plenty in disagreement, by the way. Newcastle Knights, they take on the Bulldogs, and I think you'll find the Bulldogs have won the last four at McDonald yeah. Jones Stadium. Really? 16 and a half is the start. I'm uh, no Daniel Safiti still for the Knights, no Hopper for the Bulldogs, but I'm, I'm, uh, I think they cover it. They, they could click right into gear here, the Knights. Yeah, this is a um, get on uh, get on weather zone or your chosen weather app of choice on yeah. uh, on Sunday morning. And if, if this one's clear and dry, I think this could get really ugly for the Bulldogs. Um, that. Knight's left edge is the most potent that you'd probably ever see. And they're coming up against a Bulldogs right edge defence that contains Carrot Holland. And I hate yeah. to I hate to pick on him and bully him, but But he, you will. He, but I will. He is he is awful. He he's just so bad. So if they just keep running left, they could score at every opportunity. So if it's if it's dry, the only thing that might put me off if it's a little bit wet, but if not, um I think they do it very, very easily. <sighs> I've got Canterbury written here because too much start, but I tend to think Newcastle's going to run rings around them. Yeah. Uh, give me Newcastle. Knights no for confidence. Dan. I just can't say the, the Knights. Knights' defence this year has been, you know, the the real highlight for them. How I don't know how the Bulldogs get enough points. Um, That's it. To and, I, and, I, and conversely, that Knights' attack, that left edge, could could run riot in this one. We'll stay with you, Shawnee. Titans, the Panthers. <laughs> uh, the start, by the way, is. 17 and a half. It was 16 and a half for the Bulldogs. No, it's 17 and a half for the Titans, who are the home side. Big they start. Are, yeah, it's a big start for a home team. But if anyone deserves to go off that big at home, it's the Gold Coast Titans. They were awful. They looked to be in that game for the 10, 15 minutes last right. week and probably could have scored the first try, I think. But he dropped it over the line. Um, and then they were blown out of the water. I think this for this game, this all comes down to no Coruscant for me. He's been That's so it. big. He's been so big for Penrith. Um uh, in their attack, the way they attack this year, him out is huge. Um, I know clear he's flying, but I think he might lose a bit with 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 RP out. So I'm going to go Titans. Dan, seventeen and a half is again too many. No RP, but I'm looking at this Gold Coast side. It is awful. Um, why is Dean Dylan Edwards not there? Is he injured or has he just been given yeah, the ball? He's gone, injured. Dean Farre's not there, but then it's a Naden Crichton combination. Now, you know what? The Gold Coast have given Penrith some troubles over the last year or two. The last results, 24-2 Penrith, so that's easy. But then Gold Coast, that was an upset 30-24. to That was a Friday 6pm game, I remember that. And the year before, Penrith 17-16. I think Gold Coast can keep them honest. Give me the Titans. Yeah, well, as you say, Dan, the, the Seabus Super Stadium more in particular... Uh, they won 30 points to 24. They lost by a point. They yeah. lost by a point again. And they won 32-6. So playing at home against the Penrith Panthers, they fare well. Um, I'm going the Gold Coast as well. Wateni Zalesniak on the wing, Malachi. Uh, Aikens at fullback. No, Coruscant. I think it brings the Titans right back into this. Mm. Righto, boys. Best okay. bets. Who's uh, kicking off? I'll kick off. Uh, I'll take the Raiders to cover the line. I'm, I'm fairly confident uh, about that one. I, I'm i going to yeah go the other way. I actually I really like Souths just head-to-head -head in, in that game. I think there's a lot of value to be had there. Actually, I'll change mine. I'll change mine to Papali any time try score. Same game. Dan, how are you playing it? Dragons head-to-head. -head. It's the only... It's the only one I did here where I immediately put their name down before even having a thing. It's just that instinctive. I think they're just playing better football at the moment. Now, have I got 60 seconds here, Joel? Yeah, mate. Yep. Okay. I didn't cut you too deep with that suggestion that you're using your kids to make the papers, <laughs> do, did I? No, go again. <laughs> do you want to go no. again? No, I want to know what you're doing. So this is... Um, uh, seriously, I, 
I the one thing I dreamed of as a kid yeah. when I was a half decent cricketer was wouldn't it have been great if it, there were cameras there and there yeah. was commentary and um, the kids would be absolutely loving the idea that there's a camera there and even just someone calling their name, they must be going nuts. Yeah, it's, well, it's pretty exciting. So I've got to work it around my own kids as far as, and they'll be the last teams I call because I just like to watch them. But we want to call as many as we can. For that very reason, Dan, I was exactly the same. And even if we can only call a half a football for, you know, every kid down there, and to be able to give it to the, the other teams as well, mm. um, yeah. looking forward to that. But, boys, no, good it's, on a, you. it's a great initiative by the De La Salle uh, Club, Dave Nicholson and, and those down at uh, the Carrying Bar there. But... Boys, we're at the halfway mark. We did the good, bad, and the ugly. Give us your premier. Give us your grand final teams. Now we've seen ten rounds. Parramatta. Yeah. Roosters, and that, and that's probably the favourite by so far. It's not funny. There's no value. But how can you? How can you? I'm not going to go ever against the Roosters until they're knocked out. Until they are dead. Until it's officially over. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. I think it was my we we did the box trifecta at the start of the year, and, and they were the two of the three that was in there. I'd, I'd love to see a, a Parramatta team up and about mm. in during the semi-finals would be would be epic. So I'll I'll be I'll be cheering them. I think Cleary might be the best player in the game at the moment, boys. I'll, I'll go I'll go Penrith against. Well, what I'd like to see, I'll say that Penrith versus Parramatta. I think Penrith versus Storm. Oh, yeah. But I'll imagine, boys, game in the balance, early second half, Penrith versus Para, Micah Sivo mm. scores. Can you imagine the Sivo chant if we have a crowd there at that time? Oh, yeah. On grand final day. <laughs> would, Outstanding. It wouldn't get at better, would you? At some club stadium, yeah. that grand final will be. Yeah, would not get better. Anyway, boys, Dan, uh, what's on for the rest of the afternoon really quickly? Oh, can I guess? <laughs> no, I'm going to the farm of... Um, not the punter I can't say who, but he's a prominent he's a prominent uh, personality in our business, and we'll be driving June buggies around his farm. Are you uh, heading south? And then a barbecue, and then a barbecue on the um, uh, outside, and the big fire, and uh, very robust outback Australia oh, for so the next uh, day. And then you, we'll be gambling at night. Are you <laughs> heading down to Byron? Is that where you're going? Because I've got a clue. I won't mention the person. Is that where you're going? Nah, nah, nah. nah. Byron, that's too. Mate, too many storytellers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Dan, enjoy, mate. Thanks for tuning in. See you, boys. Enjoy, right see, mate. There you go, Shawnee. Have a great week. You too, mate. Good and luck. for everyone else having a listen, most importantly, gamble responsibly. Don't gamble forget Sugar Bingo.